0: Major
1: spoilers theme song yeah good times man hey speaking of good times welcome everybody to the major spoilers podcast thank you for downloading and checking us out this week if you want to learn all about uh, high school and all that other stuff uh reading book readings from high school and and college and all that stuff you need to and check out the pre-show so this week is a, a free for all discussion and uh so we're just going to continue on from where we're at what, what were you going to say rodrigo sorry Good times about uh, being in bad schools.
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah. My school wasn't very bad, but I am, you know, Columbine happened while I was in high school. Yeah, definitely. That started seeing this like weird, uh, I don't know, jailification Mm -hmm. of high school, which, you know, as you said in the pre-show, yeah, as uh, as Matthew said, uh, it's uh, it is a prison. But uh, definitely every year that I was there, it got more and more, um, quote unquote, secure, like metal detectors and stuff. Mm. And then I went back a few years later just to, you know, see my teachers. And uh, yeah, it was like a like, okay, you check in outside and you go through the metal detector and you like. So there's somebody inside and you tell them exactly what you're doing and why. Mm -hmm. it's like when I first went to that school, anybody could walk in off the street without any issues. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fortunately, it was built in the 70s. So it lent itself to be because it was already just like a cement cube. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So it it wasn't easy to or, or it was easy to just like shutter all the entrances and exits. Yeah.
1: Uh, did you, uh, right. did you ever get to leave campus at lunchtime, Matthew? We did. We would go like across the street when there was a hamburger joint there, or we would go home to eat or go down to the grocery store and buy candy for lunch.
0: <laughs> there was, there was nowhere to go. Oh, but okay. Could. I mean, did it's, you go honestly, across the street
1: to smoke your cigarettes?
0: No, you just smoke your cigarettes in the parking they,
1: lot. They wouldn't let like, us, they wouldn't like let, the uh, I, I didn't smoke, but, uh. They wouldn't let kids be on campus to on school grounds to smoke cigarettes. So they would literally go across the street and stand (laughs) in this field and smoke and just stare at the school until they came back in. It was funny when
0: I was, when I was going to Russell high, there were actually not just designated smoke areas. There were designated smoke breaks.
1: Yeah. That's when I was a freshman, there were still smoke breaks. Like, You had like 10 or 15 minutes to goof off, and that was supposed to be a smoke break for people. But I think by the time I was a senior, uh, of course, the smoking age had been changed. I don't know when the smoking age changed. Probably the same time the drinking age changed. Probably about the same time. No, it was later. Because the drinking age changed
0: when my sister was about to turn 18, and she was two years older than me. So that would have been around 85, 86. The smoking age changed while I was in high school.
1: Yeah, that must have been cuz I know by the time I was a senior there was no smoke breaks or anything like that. But I also remember in high school writing letters to I guess the governor or maybe our representatives saying, "Hey, you shouldn't raise the drinking age. If we're if we're young enough to go fight in Vietnam, we should be old enough to drink." <sighs> anyway, hey. Uh have you guys uh, heard the news? The Fantastic 4 have been found. Pedro Pascal will be playing Mr. Fantastic and Mm. uh, 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 Vanessa Kirby will star as Sue Storm, the Invisible Woman. And Joseph Quinn will play Johnny Storm, a.k.a. the Human Torch. And uh, Mm. I don't know this person, uh, Moss, uh, what's his his name, Moss, uh, Ebon Moss uh, Bachrock will play Ben Grimm slash The Thing. Mm. Movie is set for July 25th, 2025. Coming from WandaVision director Matt Shackman with uh, Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer pinned to write the draft of the script. And so is this
0: going to be a full scale MCU thing? Yeah, this is, this is the a- whole MCU,
1: a- man. Nah. This is the Fantastic Four now part of the MCU. Now that uh, Disney owns everything.
0: See, here's, here's my problem with this. Um, a, the Fantastic Four as an entity has been more interesting historically. Well, I think that's what they're going to be doing thirty years than it has been as an actual ongoing property. So I want to see them revitalize the Fantastic Four comic successfully in a way that doesn't, you know, make me want to hurl. Um, but I also feel like 2025 is. Almost twenty years since Iron Man, and unless it kicks off a new era of everything is going to be big time superhero awesomes, I'm worried that it's going to be one of those too little, too late
1: situations. Eh, I don't, I don't know about that. I, know. I, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, we're just so tired of superhero movies. I think people are just tired of having to feel like they're forced. to are tired to go of the formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And feel like they have to go to see everything to get everything.
2: That, it's it's funny because um, it's backwards, right? Like, the Fantastic Four were pretty much the first big Marvel property. Mm-hmm. And everything else had to sort of exist in a Fantastic Four world. So I don't think that this is better for the, the franchise, certainly. But it's like the fact that the Fantastic Four is coming in so late in the... Um, into the life of the MCU, it makes for some interesting problems the you know, some of which are that a lot of the things that the Fantastic Four are about and like doing and like fighting have already been explored by other characters, yeah, um or have been done to a large degree by previous movies, right? It's like, are we going to get another like, you know, here's Dr. Doom story? But if we Probably. don't, like we can't we can't do like they go to um God, what is that world that they go to when they like the shrink down? Zone? Yeah, to the negative oh, zone. The
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. They can't they can't go to any of those places because we've kind of already been to places that are either that or a lot like that. Mm-hmm. Um so
0: Mania was basically a fantastic four it,
2: movie. it really was. Quantumania was totally a fantastic four movie. But what and if it, it they even turned Ant Man into spaghetti in it?
1: What Mm -hmm. if Fantastic Four did all that, but they did it first? What if this is a movie that is a period piece movie?
2: That doesn't mean they did it first. Sure it does. No, it's just like Captain
1: America was the, was the first Avenger.
2: Okay. So I'm not saying in universe, they're going to be sad. They're not going to be sitting there being like, somebody already went to the quantum realm. Like I'm saying as viewers, Mm -hmm. uh, they have already done stuff that we've already seen, yeah, but, uh, there is yeah. one movie there's one property that Marvel has that would work as um a absolute prequel, and that's Sentry, if they did the century thing, right mm-hmm. if they were like actually, and then they like <laughs> splice them into that shot in New York, where Brandon like they go around as century. um yeah, 50%. so if they did that they could do it and then the 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 fun of it would be like what are all these places where sentry was involved where we don't re- quote unquote don't remember right where the movies don't show it yeah um, but that's what i was going hoping... to like that it's like well then it wouldn't have been so impressive to meet iron man it wouldn't be, have been so impressive to meet thor if we already had four superhumans kicking around in the universe before that
1: yeah I nope. see where you guys are coming from, but I, I, I mean, it, it depends on what kind of story you're telling and, and which direction really you want to approach on that. And, and quite frankly, how many times have we had Spider-Man rebooted by Sony and we've got all these different Spider-Mans and people are well, fine with that. And that's... you know, how many times are we going to reboot Batman and have the, the origin story retold again and again and again. So I think that there's room for doing something with the fantastic four under the Marvel umbrella of the MCU and being able to tell a story that they feel comfortable with and not just a movie that's being rushed out because of a contractual obligation uh, in order right. to keep the movie rights.
2: My okay. my biggest concern is that is in fact the that prism of Spider-Man. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Spider-Man in the MCU uh, was barely allowed to do Spy- Spider-Man things because mm-hmm. it was so focused on Iron Man, right? It's like Spider-Man gets introduced in a Captain America sequel. Um, he shows up in his own movie, but it's all about Iron Man. And then Iron Man dies, and the next movie is all about Iron Man. It's it's just like I'm worried that the Fantastic Four are gonna show up, and they're gonna be like, "Yes, yes, now we must find this Miss Marvel character," and right. uh, so on and so forth. No, no hate towards Miss Marvel, obviously. I actually watched the Marvels recently, and it was good. Wasn't it was good? fun times. I, it yeah, just it came fun
1: out. Times. It just is, I think, available this week on Disney Plus. I think
2: so um, I'm going to watch like, it there. Yeah, it was one, It was like a week ago, and yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah,
1: so I'm not. I'm not paying for anything anymore. You know, I, I with the one exception of I'm going against my Nozadlov stuff. Uh, the mm. uh, the new um, uh, True Detective se- season just finished, and it's now available on digital. So I think that means good. that I can buy it. And a lot of people have just given it rave reviews and say it ties in very well to season one, which I'm a huge fan of season one of that show. So I may go against my no Zaslov, uh, rule and actually buy that. But, uh, I definitely have been staying away from having to purchase movies or anything. Cause I'm just like, well, you know, if I'm already paying for Netflix and Warner brothers has dumped all of their stuff on Netflix, I don't have to have HBO max anymore. So, uh, I haven't had it for several years, but uh, you know Dune. For anybody that uh, hasn't seen the Dune movie, it's on Netflix now until the end of this month. Yeah, uh, that is
2: nice. Uh, uh, is Sazlov has has been so uh, fire sailing. Not well. He's he's been so thorough about getting trying to get money out of this mm-hmm. stuff that he has like basically taken a chunk of stuff off of Max and put it on other mm-hmm. stuff. So I want to say like John Wick. Oh yeah, no, there's, on there's like Netflix now and I'm like, I was kinda like I've never seen a John Wick movie, and I'm like, well, oh, maybe I want to see a John Wick movie.
1: Yeah, no, they dumped like the Batman is on Netflix. Oh yeah, like, the they Batman's just dumped, on Netflix too. They just dumped a whole catalog of their big stuff. And, and you're right. If they're trying to make movies or trying to make money, then they need to make money. And who's got money to license stuff? Well, if Next Netflix does. They spend an atrocious yeah. amount of money uh for friends for what however long they had that and for community and I think they had Parks and Rec, but Parks and none of those are on there anymore. So, you know, Netflix is, is willing to do that because that'll bring people in. And uh, at the same time, that, I guess, they, you know, you could argue that Max has had that stuff for exclusive on their streaming service and, you know, uh, paper pay uh, purchase digital okay. stuff for years. So now we're into the part where they're just licensing it out to whoever wants to, to get it. But at the same time, with the trouble that Warner Brothers is in... Do I really need Max if I just know that it's going to dump on Netflix or it's going to dump on uh, Amazon or one of those others uh, within six months of it of it coming out? I can just wait on in, in those cases. So I, mean, I know that doesn't absolutely. do anything for the movie industry, but for me and my anti zaslov tactic, that's fine.
2: I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like this stuff is just so like like get it out there. This needs to become profitable, right? Mm-hmm. Not. Nurturing something into becoming profitable—that's not what he was brought in to do, right? They were yeah, like, "He was
1: brought into things are not
2: lost. things are not profitable. Quick, get the get the chop guy." And so he comes in with his big chopper.
1: <laughs> Man, <laughs> Zaslav should do a slap chop. Somehow the slap chopper should try to get Zaslav to come in to sell. You know, the slap chopper, Matthew. Made yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. they should get Zaslav to to pitch for them, and like every time he's like. You've got a girl movie? Just slap-chop it. you got a, yeah. you got a Coyote movie that needs to be chopped up? Here we go. Slap-chop it. No. Uh, yeah. uh, but you know what's really That's... weird is um, two things that have come, come out in the last week. One of them today, in fact, that I find somewhat amusing but also somewhat troubling. Uh, Disney uh, uh, has licensed many of their uh, movies and kids, kid-friendly movies and, and TV shows to Mad Cave Studios to do uh, comic book adaptations, So we've got uh, um, Encanto, Turning Red, Phineas and Ferb, um, Frozen, uh, Disney Fairies, 101 Dalmatians, and probably more as this thing goes on with uh, paper cuts. Damn. It's like, I don't know. Uh, so on the one hand, again, if you're just trying to make money, licensing things out means, hey, we, we just let the money roll in. We let, uh, paper cuts do whatever they do and we just make the licensing money off of all this stuff. But at the same time, when Disney, uh, first acquired Marvel, they canceled all of their contracts with dark horse and boom studios and all these that were doing it. So, oh no, we'll just have Marvel do it. And Marvel did kind of a, I don't want to say a half-assed attempt, but they didn't, they just kind of went about it going, I guess our bosses are telling us to do this. So we'll do it. And then those didn't do very well and they stopped doing it. And then Disney is licensing stuff out to Dynamite to do, you know, the the Disney afternoon uh, books. Yeah. Uh, and as then it, over to Paper Cuts for the younger readers.
2: As it turns out, um, making comics is difficult and expensive and you need people there who actually want to do it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that giving that is... it to someone who is then going to go not out of their way, but whose job it is to find artists and writers that are excited about the property. And I was like, that's obviously the way to do it. If it's a property that clearly they don't care that much about. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Well, it's interesting because the news that came out today is Disney reaches licensing deal with Sony pictures, home entertainment for DVD and blu Ray releases of new and catalog titles. Meaning Disney doesn't even want to be in the physical media business anymore that they're licensing it out to Sony to make those, to make those DVDs and Blu-rays and just, you know, making money off of, off of that licensing deal. It, it's just like, it's funny that it's like, we must have everything and then they get everything. And then Disney's just kind of like, and eh, we don't want to do all the work that's, sh- that's required for us to do all of this stuff. Maybe we'll just give really it to Sony. Anything. Yeah. They we'll just, we'll just give I it, to, we'll just give it back to Sony who we're going to probably buy in, in six years anyway. So uh one of the things we were talking about in the pre-show ladies and gentlemen was uh, i mentioned um uh what is it uh, called hell divers hell divers 2 mm-hmm. and hell divers is only available on pc and mm-hmm. on the xbox or uh, pc and the playstation sorry um do you guys care about exclusives is, is that a big thing anymore or is it a big thing does do it does it bother about- you
0: Having them, or do I care about not having
1: them? No. So, like, if the next Diablo game or the next WWE game, Matthew, came out and it was exclusively on a system that you didn't have.
0: Right. Would I buy a system to play the game? Yeah. See, the days when I could do that are gone. Like, I did. Same. At one point, I literally was sitting home and my friend had a an n64 and we were playing his game and then he wasn't home and i'm like it's three in the morning i'm wide awake i have 150 dollars. i literally went to walmart bought a ps4 and the game not a ps4 uh an n64 and came home and started playing uh but the ps4 that i have now was a christmas present because it literally took four months for the women of the household to uh, set aside the amount of money to yeah. purchase the thing. Yeah. You know, my first car costs one tenth of what they paid for the, the PS4. And now Spider-Man two electric boogaloo from the, the people at, what is it? Insomniac I mean, games yeah. is only available on the PS five. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so if I ever get a PS five, I might play Spider-Man.
1: Uh, I think you can get P I think you can get Spider-Man two on, uh, PS four. But it doesn't have all the high resolution graphics, right? No, you can't get it on a PS4 oh, yet. Okay, all right. Yeah. So does and that does that bother not, you? Does that bother you guys? Does it's like ah, oh, dang, I really want to play Hell Hell Divers, but I only have an Xbox, or oh, man, I sure would like to play Spider Man, but I only have an Xbox, or whatever. Does generally,
2: b- it doesn't bother me, um, for two for for like sort of like two temp- temporally locked reasons back in the day i would either end up getting an xbox or a playstation whichever one had the games that i wanted um i've always gotten the nintendo console too so Mm -hmm. i'm you know it's like i have a switch now i don't have a ps5 or an xbox series x or whatever they're they're on right now Mm. um and that's fine i have a gaming computer and that plays anything that would be on xbox right Um, but we're entering a weird time in the console war. I think the old men of the console war are tired. Um, <laughs> we, you know, you hear Microsoft being like, "Well, you know, maybe we'd be open to having Xbox exclusives on the PS5 um, because, like, w- this—it's sort of already happening, right? It's like you can play any Xbox game on a computer. Any game that is not an exclusive is going to come out for both. So we could put our Xbox exclusives on the PS5 and make some money out of PS5 sales. Yeah, 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 Right? And it's like, yeah, it's like the... I would love it if the console wars just sort of dissolved and right. eventually, like, two identical machines came out, one from Microsoft, one from Sony, and it didn't matter which one you picked because they were both profiting off of both of them. Right. Um, so that that but would I be...
1: I, I think at one time, that was the thing, though, right? It's like, oh, I need to get Halo, so I have to get an Xbox. Yeah, totally. Uh, uh-huh. and, and it probably did drive a lot of console sales. But yeah. with the expense of the console sales, and like you said, with Steam, basically having everything that you can play on a PC or anything that Microsoft releases you can play on a PC, I wonder if those days are over. I know that uh, I think PlayStation or Sony had said that the sales of the PS5 has, have slowed down
2: yeah mm-hmm. they've said that the p s five is now in the latter yeah. half of its life or something like that, and I'm like it just came out did anything come out for p s five like did anything come out for p s five that wasn't a remake or a sequel
1: just like, the, just the spider man oh yeah well that yeah, you're right a sequel, but yeah,
2: it's like they remade the last of us two, they remade all this stuff, and I'm like it's like, seriously, are there, were there any games that came out in this period of time that really stand out? And it's like, there's some good sequels, right? There's like uh, God of War and mm. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, like, those and are big the, deals. The and people Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's like, it, it seems like the PlayStation 5 only recently just came out, but I guess it's been like...
1: Well, it came out pre-pandemic, school. but then there was such a... Um such a uh, that, and demand that might be it, and then it was hard nobody, to get the it was hard to get the chips like i tried for two years to get a yeah, ps5 nobody, and then finally was nobody, able to get
2: one yeah nobody got the ps5 when it came out they had to wait two years yeah. so maybe that's why it seems like its lifetime has been so short mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. i think that much like the streaming services there comes a point where you can't fragment anymore and the, not just the the audiences and the creators but literally the 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 zeitgeist, if you will, becomes about all of those tributaries folding back into the river. I mean, we've seen this before in the gaming industry because there was a big deal around when, well, When I was in my mid to late 20s, there was a big deal about cross-playability and reverse compatibility. And, oh, yeah, you can play this game here or you can play it here. It's available for everything. Anybody has access to this game. And then we kind of split off into the thing where there's 19 different streaming services. So if you want to watch this, you have to have this and this and this and this and this. And now, as Stephen mentioned, we're starting to see, oh, we're just going to dump this over here. This is going to play in three different places yeah. And I feel like it's come to a point where the, the the belief system, not necessarily the reality of it or the ability to do something, but the actual belief that you need individual systems or you need that exclusivity is kind of going away. And I feel like we may be coming to a point where the gamers are like, we want things available for both systems so then we can have a head to head argument about what it where it looks better again. Yeah. I feel like whether or not it's true, I, I I kind of feel like the the weather, the tenor of the of the audiences that I hear, which granted is pretty much, you know, Twitter and random internet, is, you know, we're done with this, we're tired of this, let's do something else. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It, it kind of goes double for uh, multiplayer games, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Where for a long time, for the majority of the lifetime of these consoles, um, not these specific consoles, but of the PlayStation project and the Xbox project and the, the and Nintendo's consoles, um, there hasn't been cross-play, right? There hasn't been that cross-playability. So you had to pick if you wanted to play Halo online with other people or anything else, Overwatch, all of this other stuff, you had to pick which console you wanted to play on and hope that that would be the console that would have the most players so you could actually play. Right. Eventually, finally, enough games started out, came out with cross-play that the big scaredy cats on top were like, okay, well, we'll allow cross-play, right? Street Fighter Six is fully compatible with cross-play. So I play it on my computer and I can be playing against somebody who's playing on their PlayStation five or their Xbox. Um, and that's what I blame for losing. So it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you know, yeah. we, we are at the 30th anniversary of PlayStation this December.
1: Yeah. 30, Yay. Year 30 of years. Congratulations, action. PlayStation. I hardly right. played you. Hey, uh, dear listener, we're, we've been talking a lot about, uh, video games. We talked about, Uh, Helldivers 2 earlier in the Major Spoilers podcast pre-show. We also talked about books uh, that we read when we were in high school. Uh, If you want to get access to that conversation, then you need to become a Silver Level patron over at patreon.com slash Major Spoilers. When you sign up at the Silver Level membership, that's only five bucks a month. Then you get access to up to four bonus episodes every month that you can't get anywhere else. If you go up to the gold level, which is $10 a month, and you're like, man, these guys are worth $10 a month, you get up to eight bonus episodes a month, plus you get access to the GM roundtable, you get access to the VIP live chat where I sit down and talk with you about what it's like to run major spoilers. And this month, the one that I just did last weekend, man, had really good responses from people like Thomas Perkins reached out to me, goes, oh, man, I just listened to this and I agree with you. And, And then we carried on a conversation there. Uh, There have been some really great comments based on the most recent VIP live chat. So if you want to know what's going on behind the scenes, sign up for that gold level. You can do that all at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And you allow us to have conversations like this a couple of times a year right here on the podcast. Uh, Rodrigo, I want to hear about the Marvels uh, because I'm about to watch it probably in the next week or two. And then I want to tell you about a movie that I watched that you may get a kick out of.
2: Okay. Uh yeah, so watched the Marvels last week I want to say. And as someone who watched WandaVision and also the Ms. Marvel series um and also unfortunately Secret Invasion, <laughs> I up. was I was fully really? onboarded onto what the Marvels was wanting to do, right? Um, so that's that's the that's the disclaimer is that if you haven't watched all of that, your experience is probably gonna be different because they don't spend a lot of time really oh, catchy, being man. like, This is a character, this is their deal. They kind of expect you to already be on board. Yeah. Um probably the the most fun thing about it is the like power contrivance, right? It's like this thing where like yeah, or some powers. Yeah, no, they swap places when they use their powers simultaneously. Oh, okay. So it's a fast way to get them all together. Um, It makes for some funny, interesting fight scenes. Um, That's probably the best thing about it is that, yeah, they, you know, uh, Captain Marvel shoots at someone and Miss Marvel appears there and she can't shoot at someone. So she makes a shield and then like... uh, professor marvel then uh <laughs> they they call her professor marvel she doesn't like it it's cute um but um but it has a villain who doesn't have a very strong presence yeah. um she like the only reason why i remember her name is because i think her name is funny <laughs> darben um which I just think it's a funny sounding name which is fine i i'm i'm not even knocking it it just like stuck with me but um the villain and the villain's plan and all that stuff doesn't really work there's a lot of stuff that was clearly started up but then gets put aside there's a thing where like captain marvel needs to make a tough choice and she makes the tough choice and miss marvel is like how could you make that tough choice? Right. She's like disappointed that the tough choice was made and maybe people died or maybe something bad happened. Um, And that's not really resolved. Just kind of comes around again. Um, I'll, You know, it's like, I wish that they had focused on like, yeah, on that interpersonal stuff with the characters a little bit more because they started, but they don't, Sort of don't finish it. And of course, the ending is nonsense. But, you know. Like nonsense uh, I, funny I, I,
1: haha stuff or nonsense like, what the heck? They lost the plot.
2: Non- nonsense like, hey, remember who put out this movie? Ah, okay. Like, uh, the end of this movie is only there to set up something else. Of course. Yeah. So don't don't go in expecting the big resolution. Like the big resolution could have a big impact on the characters. It could have, but we don't know that because we follow whatever's coming next. Interesting.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So uh, this movie dropped as a Netflix exclusive back in September of 2023, but whatever reason Netflix needs to get its algorithm right uh, because it only showed up to me. Uh, like yesterday, Sunday, Sunday in my, you know, suggested new stuff. And I was like, oh, what is this? It's called El Conde. And I was like, okay, what is this? And so I, and it's a vampire story, but it's also a black comedy. And the premise is uh, Pinochet, you know, the, uh, the dictator from uh, dictator. Chile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is a 250 year old vampire. <laughs> And he faked his death, uh, because, uh, he was tired of people, uh, hating him as, as the dictator. And it goes into his big backstory, which the backstory is really cool too. Cause he's, uh, you know, was, was there during the beheading of, um, uh, of, uh, Louis the, the 14th and, uh, oh. Antoinette. So that's kind of his origin story happens there. Uh, but now he's 250 years old and he's just like, I don't want to live anymore uh, all of my kids, my wife just, ha- you know, I don't love her anymore. And she harasses me about biting her and turning her into a vampire all the time. And I hate it. And my kids, uh, are all, uh, after my, my hidden fortune everywhere and I can't stand it. So, you know, it's like the kids are trying to suck him dry, uh, for all the money that they think that he has. And, uh, it's all in Spanish. And then the Catholic church also wants to kill, uh, Pinochet, uh, so that they can, of course, rid the w- world of great evil uh, because of he's a vampire, but also to get access to all of the bank accounts and all of the money and uh, all of the contacts that he has had over the years so that the church can blackmail all those people and get money out of them. So that's somewhat funny too, that everybody is just trying to bleed everybody else. But in the process, this nun, this young nun that they send to uh, Pinochet when he's in exile, the two of them kind of fi- fall in love with one another. And he says, oh, no, I want to live. And so he is, you know, trying to cut everyone off so that he can go out and have a life again with this with this nun. And then even though this whole thing is in Spanish, there is this English voiceover that keeps talking about Pinochet's life and how he did this and how he did this and what he was thinking and all of these things. And yeah. at, at first I was just like, okay, I, I guess it doesn't make sense. Maybe it's something that they were doing in the you know, for the translation or whatever. But then when, when the payoff happens at the end, it's like, Oh, this is great. This Oops. is great. Um, so if you guys are into like some black comedy horror type stuff, mm-hmm. then you might, if you've got some time, it's almost it's uh, one hour and 51 minutes. It doesn't have a high mm-hmm. rating. It's only three and a half slices of, of meatloaf out of five on the, mm-hmm. uh, on the review summaries but it is just quirky enough to where I was like, okay, I'm only going to watch an hour of this and then I'm going to go to bed. And I ended up watching the the full thing. And, and at the end I was like, oh, I was not expecting that ending and it was worth it to get to it. And it's beautifully shot in black and white. So, um, it, it may not be the greatest movie of all time, but if you're looking to meld your, uh, South American dictators with, uh, vampirism, then El Conde, Andrew. I think is the only place where you're going to get that. So, classic yeah matthew have you watched any any movies lately
0: i did and it actually when you said if you like dark movies with weird comedy so you guys you guys know as a director
1: uh writer director Ari astor yeah yeah did i mean not personally i mean
2: he and i don't he and i don't uh, exchange us we're like hey man what's up he's he's like like, get out of here major spoilers (laughs) guys
0: yeah, he's a close personal friend of mine. We hang. Um, we, of course, he did Hereditary. Hereditary, of course, is the movie that I and my kid remember as that time that Tony Collette her, cut her head off with a handsaw. And then, of mm-hmm. course, there's *Midsummer*, which is the movie where Florence Pugh cries, mm-hmm. and then you cry, and then everybody gets sewn into a bear suit and set on fire. Spoilers. Yeah. He had his third full-length movie hit my streaming this week, and oh... God I've I've now seen it twice and I I still cannot parse what is happening and Beau is afraid.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. I
0: want to watch. It's that. a walking it's yeah, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix. So you know that it's going to be just, you know, it's Florence Pugh levels of crying on screen. But it makes the first two look like bed knobs and broomsticks. Oh no. Oh my God. That sounds God. horrifying. It is horrifying, and I literally, I watched it, and I watched it just in dread, and things kept happening, and the dread got more and more. And here's, here's okay, uh, this is a little backstory. Do you remember Josie and the Pussycats? The movie? Yes. Yes. Josie and the Pussycats has given me a massive, lifelong crush. I say lifelong, probably 20 years since Josie and the Pussycats isn't that old. Crush. On Parker Posey. Sure. Parker Posey is funny. Parker Posey is cute. Parker Posey is like Manic Pixie Dream Girl energy for me. I love Parker Posey. Everything with Parker Posey in it is a little bit better and fun and you know, kind of upbeat. When I think Parker Posey, I think a mighty wind, sure. right? Sure. Parker Posey is in this. He made Parker Posey horrifying. Nice. There is a scene in this movie that focuses on the face of Parker Posey that I literally had a nightmare about. It is, ugh. and did I lo- love the did, movie
2: so much. Like, oh, bah, bah. Did you ever see the the Lost in Space where she plays Doctor Smith?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. I didn't sit and watch it. It was good. She was good in that.
2: She but is I good in that. The, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go to on to say that the 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 series is all that good, but she is like actively very threatening in it. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, this is not like a lady being upset by a Weimar runner. This is like, oh,
0: yeah. And you know, if anybody could encapsulate that Jonathan Harris energy of I'm silly and foppish and also incredibly sinister, and I can go back and forth. From, oh, the pain, oh, the pain, to betraying people and spitting them into space. I feel like Parker Posey could do that. I feel like the Jonathan Harris space Parker
2: Posey should play the master.
1: Oh, Oh. she would be really good. She'd be
2: good as
0: the master. master. Here's what what I want. I'm going to do a gender-reverse version of Gilligan's Island, and I want Parker Posey to play the professor. Uh, because Gilligan is going to be played by heaven Flores, who is a 17 year old actress from danger force, who just is amazing. And she would, she would kill as Gilligan. And I feel like Parker Posey as the professor, and then you get in there and you get like Mr. And Mrs. Howell, where like the Mr. Howell character is actually in this version, Mrs. Howell, because it's six. Women oh, no, you, one need,
1: you need, you right. need, uh, uh, you need Blake lively and, um. Ryan Reynolds Reynolds to play Mr. (laughs) And Mrs. Howell, where she is the Ryan Reynolds
0: playing Lovey and Blake Lively playing Thurston. Yes. Yes. That would be, that would be
1: a really good combo
0: right there. Oh man. That is good. But yes, I was all the way through Bo is afraid, uh, literally subtitled Matthew is afraid. And there are scenes that I can't, I, I honestly cannot explain to you Why? I I'm just so affected by this movie. I can't understand why there's a character in it. Who's just literally a, a psychiatrist in a a cardigan. And he just, he's just this smiling man. And every scene of him is terrifying. It's not like he's, 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 we're, we're not even talking like, you know, Cesar Romero Joker kind of smile. It's just a man smiling, a big smile. And I cannot look at him. I cannot stand to look at him. That's, so now I know. want to see, can can Ari Oster take this one step further and just strike me dead with his next movie?
1: Oh man, I hope so.
2: It's... Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> it's craft. It's like the first time I saw Mulholland Drive, there's yeah. like this part in it where like a guy is talking about this, scary dream he has and yeah. we're just mm-hmm. like walking towards like this building corner of this trash can and then like a disheveled guy pops out the side and it's like so scary if you're like focusing on what's happening right and it's like I think mm-hmm. Ari Aster does uh, Ari tribe This is just an example right but Aster does a really good job at like sort of like narrowing your field of vision do mm-hmm. exactly what he wants you to feel and see and but also telling you like there's also threatening things happening on the outside. Why are you only paying attention to this? You should like look look away, but you can't. <laughs> yep. He won't let you. He has control of the camera. Yeah.
0: Right. Has, there's a scene in Hereditary where um the the boy from the Naked Brothers band, the main kid, uh the main kid from Paperstown is he's in his room and it's dark. And he's, you know, terrible things have been happening and he's sitting in his room and it's dark and nothing is happening. It's just kind of a a scene that's quiet. And then in the background, something moves and you realize that his mother is crawling on the ceiling like a spider Yeah. Yeah, and suddenly realizes we've seen her and crawls out of frame really fast, like a spider. And the time that we saw this, I saw it with my kid and my kid does not startle easily and they screamed bloody murder at that moment when, when suddenly he let us see what was actually happening in that sequence. And I'm just like, I don't
1: know if I need, uh, I don't know if I need jump scare movies. I like weird movies, right? So here's another movie recommendation that came out years ago. I think I've talked about it before, but it's really good. And it will, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, uh, after you watch Mm -hmm. the movie, it'll take you down many, many rabbit holes. Uh, I would say it takes you down the same kind of, not the same kind of rabbit holes, but it's in the adjacent rabbit hole, uh, like true detective season one. If you go down that stuff, Mm -hmm. um, under the silver lake with Andrew Garfield in it, it's a modern day story where Andrew Garfield is kind of like an out of work. Um, well, he's just kind of a loser. You don't really know what he does. He doesn't work. Um, but he has, uh, he, uh, has sex with uh uh what's her name uh not not oats yeah it is oats uh from the from the group uh Kate Maguchi uh, Garver- not, not, not 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 Maguchi uh been yeah, home the other one. yeah mhm yep uh Topher grace is in it uh and a bunch mm-hmm. of other just a bunch of other people um but he falls in love with this woman that just moves into the apartment building he thinks like it's like almost a creepy kind of, of way. Uh, and then she disappears. Like he doesn't know what happened to her and he's obsessed with finding out what happened to her. And it takes him down this rabbit hole of conspiracy theories all around, uh, Silver Lake in California and Hollywood and the music industry and what it means to be famous and rich and what can you do and can't you do. And, uh, it is, it is weird. That's all I will say. It is, um, It's probably not Twin Peaks type weird, but it does get up there. And and that's what tipped me off, Rodrigo, is when you said Mulholland Drive. It's kind of that same kind of weirdness in Under the Silver Lake. And I think Andrew Garfield just does a fantastic job as this loser who is just obsessed with trying to find out what happened to this woman. So if you go into it thinking that it's like a detective story, it's kind of that, but with a twist of somebody is killing dogs and who's killing dogs and uh-huh. what about secret societies and where are all these messages hidden? And, uh, apparently I, I barely brushed the surface and then I was like, no, I got to get out because, uh, apparently the movie has hidden messages throughout and there's a lot of, uh, uh cryptography plays a big role in the movie, but it also oh, nice. ties into things outside of the movie and in real life. So it starts to blur the lines between a, movie that you get to watch for fun and also not really a augmented reality game or a, a real life game. Right. right but right. Uh, it kind of feels that way as you start getting into some of the real lore behind some of the things in this movie. So El Dorado. I've yeah. watched it a couple of times under the silver Lake is, is interesting and fun.
2: Oh, the, the guy that tells that story in Mulholland drive is in this. Oh, yeah. Cool.
1: yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's all synergy. tied together
0: all connected um, yeah wheels within wheels
1: wheels within wheels wheels within wheels okay i i did break my No love uh deal and i went ahead and bought the entire season of true detective season four
3: yeah but i know, bought I it but i see detective. i bought it
1: i bought it through i bought it through apple plus so i didn't really technically buy it from warner brothers mm-hmm. i bought it okay. from apple who then is you know giving the money to Zaslav after Apple takes my money. I don't care what they do with it. Um, so yeah, if they want to give it to Zaslav, go ahead. So my consciousness is, is clear. Uh, speaking, oh, okay. speaking of though, I did have a weird dream. I don't know if I should talk about this on the show Probably because sure. um, the C- I might get visits from FBI and CIA agents. Boy. Again. I know. Right? I don't need that to happen.
2: Like I, the, and, they, Coca-Cola they kind of, send you guys.
1: No, it was, they were kind of disturbing dreams because I woke up and then went back to sleep and then had another dream about another person having the same thing happen to him. So I had to, the first dream was, I dreamed that Jimmy Carter died and I woke up and I was like, oh crap, is this a prophetic dream? Because this guy, you know, he, his sure. wife, you know, just died recently. And, you know, when you're that, that old and you've been with somebody that long, typically it's within a year or two of that person passing, then you pass too. And so there was like, I was dreaming and there was all these reports that Jimmy Carter had passed away. And I woke up convinced that Jimmy Carter had passed away until I got up. And then I finally looked it up and I was like, no, Jimmy Carter's still alive for now. Yeah. Um, but then I went back to sleep and I had a dream about an assassination attempt on another president. And I was trying to save this guy. And, he, and I was like, get out of the way, get out of the way. And I was like throwing this top hat because I knew there was going to be a gunshot from behind. And I kept throwing this top hat in between me and uh, this president who was walking in front of me, whose name I won't say because I don't want to visit from the FBI or the CIA. Um, and he was just ignoring me. And then uh, I go in uh, later to see how he is because you'd think that if someone was shooting a gun at you, you would be kind of upset about this. And I went in and that president was also dead. But he was also hanging out with Ted Kennedy and doing drugs and uh, having sure. naked Let's ladies do. running around, so mm. it may have been the way it was. But I do. Not, it was just a dream. I do not need the FBI or the CIA visiting me.
0: <laughs>
1: but if any of those, if any of that stuff comes true, then who boy, it, it won't be good. You guys ever have those kind of dreams where it's like, and I have no idea why I would be dreaming about either one of these two people. Because I have no reason to be dreaming about Jimmy Carter or this other president.
0: My, my dreams are always like, I have weird kind of dreams that are mostly like, like an Ari Aster movie. It's mostly just like feelings and stuff, but occasionally you'll have a, hey, this thing is happening and it's incredibly realistic. But there's always kind of a, a feeling in the back of my head of, okay, wait. No, this can't be. And sometimes I'll actually talk myself out of oh, a, a good dream or a bad dream. Yeah, don't talk yourself is, out of nah, the bad
1: stuff or the good this stuff. This can't be happening. you gotta ride the ride the wave of those dreams, man.
0: Nah, my brain is too analytical. I mean, I I cannot turn that off. And I, I honestly feel like if I did, first of all, I wouldn't be half as good at my job because I mean 80% of what I do in my job is going, uh-huh. This stupid person just said something that is a big red flag. But also, I I don't think, you know, I could uh, hang out with most of the people that I hang out with.
2: My scary dreams, I I used to think that I was just a a dope, but maybe I'm just a very good director for my dreams because (laughs) my scary dreams are like, I'm in this house and I'm walking around and there's people in the living room. And I walk into the living room and they're watching TV and on the TV is a scary puppet. <laughs> and I, oh. and I scream and I'm like, <gasps> and then my wife is like, wake up, you're screaming. Right. So mm-hmm. I thought is like, yeah, the, like, and, and a lot of my scary dreams are like that where um, I walk by and on TV, something scary is happening and I'm scared by it. And like, but but it's not, like, the news. It's just, like, this is a, a scary movie on TV, oh, yeah, yeah. right? And I'm just, <laughs> like, well, maybe I'm just really good at capturing that essence of, like, even if something happens that's not super scary normally, it's very scary in my brain. Yeah. Really, the most likely thing is that... Um, my brain is just kind of chugging along, writing the dreams like a huh and then he's in a room and there's people watching TV and somebody shows up and they're like, Hey, uh, did you forget this guy has some kind of anxiety attack thing going on? And he's like, Oh no, 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 no. Just, 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 give it to me. I'll just put it in here. It's fine. And it just happens in the middle of the dream.
0: Yeah. Maybe your brain is like, well, we really, most of what we do is enjoying various sorts of media. Let's just have that be horrifying in our dreams.
1: Or sure. <laughs> maybe your brain is uh, living vicariously through the other yous and other dimensions through the uh, through through the dream realm.
0: It is so weird when you say that because you're usually so averse so, to any like wild and crazy thing. Uh,
1: no, I'm I'm not. But you know, I've told the story about how I had that that dream from I don't know when I was in high school, and it was just ever since then. It's just like oh no, more and more of the dreams I have m- seem to tie into the fact that. Uh, I'm dreaming and, and seeing the other, other realities um, to make that even more weird within the last, I want to say four years, more and more people are talking about that. And it's an actual, like now a theory uh, hypothetical theory, obviously, because that's what all theories are. But uh, there are people who are like, yeah, there may be some connection between a multiverse and the dream state. And I'm like, huh? Interesting. Now, if suddenly I become part of a, you know, a uh, crack task force tasked with Mm. uh, closing the portals to keep the aliens from uh, the aliens movie from coming in and killing us all, then I'll know that I've been right all along. So, Mm. yeah, that's probably probably my one. If I have one weird theory, that's the only one that I really like dead set on. Just because all my dreams are just like normal stuff. Yeah, sometimes I have some scary stuff. Sometimes I have some you know, some really, truly bizarre stuff. But a lot of times it's, like, slice-of-life stuff. Like, I'm just walking around, and all of a sudden, oh, did you hear Jimmy Carter died? I'm like, no, I did not. That's really weird and sad. And then I wake yeah. up and, you know.
2: To to be clear, uh, Steven is not, like, it, like, Steven is smart, but that has nothing to do with his, like, actual secret belief in all this, like, weird stuff. I <laughs> sincerely believe that... Someday, Steven's gonna go missing, and reports are gonna be like, he was last seen entering an elevator and spinning around three times before <laughs> a like before a young woman also got into the elevator out of nowhere, and he has never been seen since.
1: Have you guys ever done that elevator? Uh No, I did. Pretty no, because I kind
2: of believe it too.
1: Yeah, no, I did. We were staying at a. We went on one of those uh, um soccer uh, trips where we had to play out of town soccer. And we went to Kansas city where they had just enough floors to do that. And I was like, I even, uh, for those people that were around, I even streamed it live on either Twitch or Instagram. Either way, those are gone now. You can't find them, but I did the whole thing. I did the whole pressing the buttons, writing them up, make sure I don't look anybody in the eye, all of that stuff. And, uh, nothing happened. Unfortunately, I thought it might, uh, especially when it opened up onto a floor that was under construction. And I was like, what the hell is this? Oh, uh, but my wife thought it would be funny. She didn't do it, but she's like, you know, after you left, I was going to run up to that floor. And when the door opened, I was just going to scare the crap out of you. <laughs> she <laughs> would do that. But yeah, no, uh, no. See, Rodrigo's in the same mindset. You don't do those things because you don't know what would happen. And maybe I, I did think, do something like,
2: screwed up. It would be so inconvenient to get pulled into another dimension right now. I've got stuff right. to do. Yeah, me too. Speaking of That's things exactly
1: to do. It. Speaking of things to do, dear listeners, uh, thank you so much for your time uh, this week. I enjoy having these just uh, shoot the breeze kind of conversations with everybody, and I hope you do too. And uh, so we've done what we need to do, and the only thing that you need to do is head over to Patreon.com slash Spoilers so you can catch the first half of the show where we're talking about school books and video games and uh, Hill Divers 2 and all that fun stuff. Again, you can only get that when you sign up at the silver level, Patreon.com slash Spoilers. Next week, we are back with what is this? Are we doing Invincible Volume 3 next week?
2: Whoa. What?
1: I think we were actually Only supposed 9, to do it. 9,000
2: years after the last one. I
1: know, right? Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go revisit Invincible next week on the Major Spoilers Podcast. Why? Because we know that you love comics and we do too. And we will talk with you soon.
3: Way to think about a better way If I was hulking green or gray I could just bust through that brick wall Take the comic books away But then the little meat would deal With all the tanks and bombs and guns Have you ever tried to read a series With all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan How would I back and board my comics With such huge hands? Guess I already told ya What a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah what a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm Stark Raven, it's like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the hard cold to follow an entire storyline would I really even need to read upon all those escapades? I mean, who needs such distractions when your sister's such a babe? But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a me being in the Middle East With a gang sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler! What a major spoiler! Yeah, yeah, yeah! What a major spoiler! Wow, wow, wow! What a major spoiler!
0: This podcast is copyright 2024 by Major Spoilers Entertainment LLC.